a person who has appreciation for Tisha B'Av, he receives the Shabbos Nachamu. He has the Nechama, and eventually we'll see the ultimate Nechama. But besides the ultimate Nechama, which Am Yisrael will have, Be'ezer Hashem, Bekorev, there is a, there is the flow of time. We have a nine days. We have a Tisha B'Av. And now we're in the midst of days which are called Shiva de Nechemta, seven weeks before Rosh Hashanah, days that are filled with Nechama. Actually, what brings about Nechama for every Jewish person in particular is the appreciation of Tisha B'Av. When you have an appreciation for Tisha B'Av, then you can participate in the Nechama. Tisha B'Av itself, we know, is called a moyed, a Yom Tov. The day Yom Tov is a play on the word Vayar Elohim Mesa'or Ki Tov. Yom Tov is a day of light. Tisha B'Av is a day of enlightenment. When we live in our generations, and Chazal tell us that the Olam Hazez Daim Alechoshech, we live in a darkness. Just like the world as in, a, as in a whole lives in a darkness. We have an appreciation many times for the darkness of the world. Sometimes we meet a person, a professional ball player. A person who is absolutely convinced. He lives his game. And he, said, he feels that someone who never hit a home run, that's what the person that Shlomo Melech said the most beautiful the most delicious purpose of creation is to hit a home run many of us believe that a person was created for music to enjoy music many of us believe that a person was created to draw a beautiful picture and we realize it's a chayshikh the purpose of a person's creation at least we have the appreciation to something deeper, to something greater. And a person can live 70 years and can walk around in Hashem's world and never have an inkling what it's all about. We live in a world that is there's a cloud of choshech. And we, as Am Yisrael, that the Torah and the mitzvahs enlightened the choshech to us for a certain extent, we must realize that many of us live also in Choshech. Of course, there are Madregas of Choshech. Yom Toivim come and enlighten the Choshech. Yom Toiv. And one of the days that are very special in lighting Choshech is Tisha B'Av. Many of us walk around in Hashem's world, in our world. Some of us have Tisha B'Av. 365 days a year. Many of us have a lot of Tisha B'avs. Many of us don't have so many Tisha B'avs. Many of us live in semi-happiness. Of course, who today has happiness? But Tisha B'av is a day when we have the beautiful realization of Rachem al Tzion ki hibes chayenu. Valaluvas nefesh teishia that without HaKadosh Baruch Hu, without the closeness of Hashem, our nefesh is oluv. Mashiach is ruach apenu, is the breath of our noses. And many of us can live in Hashem's world and not realize what we are missing. And Tisha B'Av comes and we have the realization that our, our life, the core of our life, is the closeness to Hashem. And this is for, for us a Yom Tov. And in this Yom Tov comes a Shabbos Nachamu. Now let me speak a little more in particular. What is the speci special message of Tisha B'Av? Actually, we know that Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, are, are, Ms. Galgil are rolling from generation to generation.
we all have the realization that today is not like once, like the past. This is one of the essentials of Judaism. One of the great differences between Yiddishkeit and other, and all secular understanding. In the secular world, the world feels that as the generations go backwards, as we looked in the past, we see our ancestors, we see previous generations smaller, less wise, less educated, etc., etc. Am Yisrael is very special that we see our past and we have very great gagun to our past. We realize that today is not the generation of the Chofetz Chaim. The Chofetz Chaim is not the generation of Rebbe Kiveger. Rebbe Kiveger is not the generation of Rashi. Rashi is not the generation of Rava and Abaya. And etc. etc. to we come to the days of the Beis HaMikdash. By us, the past, we see the past as a glorious past of Am Yisrael. We see ourselves go lower and lower as generations continue. But, still, it's a fact, it's a fact as we say, there's nothing you can do about it, you can't hold back time. The past is past and today is today. And many of us think about it and maybe we even discuss it and talk about it. We have to live with the Metzias, we have to live with the facts. We don't have the past. There's a famous story brought down the Sefer Teres Achatos. It's, it's, a, it's brought down from the Ramah, from the Ramah, so we could we could know that it's a famous Maisa. Yirmiyahu met Plato. I think the way it's discussed in Hebrew, it's Plato. Great philosopher, and he saw Yirmiyahu was crying, was sitting and weeping on the churban. And Plato told Yirmiyahu. He says, you are the, the great wise man of the Jewish people. Don't you know that it's not wise to, spill, to cry something that happened? If you, if you go in the street and you're carrying a bottle of milk and it just smashes, just don't, don't stand and cry about it because it's not gonna, you're not going to take, it's not going to revive from the ground. If you see something broke, just go, continue, continue life. You great wise man, why are you crying on something which happened? And besides, what are you crying about? On Eitzim Va'avonim? On woods and stones, the house, the, the house was destroyed. The temple was destroyed, but the spirit can be can be revived. What are you crying about? Yemiyo answered on the second question. And as the story goes, if Yemiyo told him, "You're a wise man. You probably have a lot of problems. Express some of your problems to me." And the philosopher was telling him this problem in philosophy, this question, this question. And as could be understood, Yermio, with several few words, put in very, extremely genius insights. And as, and as they were trying to bring down the story, the philosopher didn't know whether it was day or night. He didn't know whether this, this, this is a man or an angel. He saw such great wisdom. And Yermio said, this wisdom which you see in me, this all came from this temple. This was not stones and, and woods. And the first question that you asked, why do I cry on something which was destroyed? On this I can't answer. This you can't understand. This is not for a guy to understand. <coughs> now, <coughs> what I'm trying to introduce today, Beis Hashem, in this lecture is, what Yemiyo, I don't know what Yemiyo didn't tell, didn't tell the philosopher. I, really, I mean, how could we know the, the greatness of Yemiyo? But when Yemiyo told us, when Yermiyo expressed himself, he says, I wish this head was water. Now, it's not, an just, not just an expression. Yermiyo's mind, Yermiyo's head, and this head was a place of Nevoah. This head was a place of Kedusha. Me yitain, I wish that this was just a well of water. I would cry day and night. What is the great accomplishment of this crying? And the simple answer is, 
When someone has yearning for something, by definition, he is connected to that something. When we yearn for our past, that is a connection for the, on our past. The yearning of the Beisam Mikdosh is a thin, a thin thread that connects us to the Beisam Mikdosh. Chas v'sholem, if the Jewish people will stop yearning for the Beisam Mikdosh, will stop yearning for the once which we enjoyed tens and hundreds and thousands of years ago, each generation in this particular then that we actually we are torn apart, torn away from that past. As much as we yearn for that, that we are there, to a certain extent. Many times, there's many in the audience who, with the previous seminars, I always say over a Gvaldik Avart, for one of the great Mukobalim, around 800 years ago, that's 600 years ago. And the Pasik in the end of Parshas Vayishlach, when there is very delicate remozim, very delicate hints of the cycle of the world. And the Torah tells us in the end of Vayishlach a very unnoticeable Parsha. The Torah tells us that there were Eloha Melochim Asher Molchu Be'eretz Edoim. That there were the kings that reigned in the king of the kingdom of Edoim. Lefnei Meloch Melech Lefnei Yisrael. And the Torah starts off Vayim Loich Vayomos Vayim Loich. There was a, a, a Chusham. Several, all the names of the seven kings that were Vayim Loich Vayomos. And the eighth king, the Torah tells us, Vayim loich hadar. And we have the Kabbalah from thousands of years ago from Harsinai that this very unnoticeable parsha is actually telling us the history of all the world. There were seven kings, connected the Shevis Mebrashis, connected the whole cycle of the world, that reigned and died. The generations change. At the end of generations, there will be a king called Hadar. Hadar is beauty. Pre-Eitz Hadar is the Esreg. And we have the Kabbalah that this refers to the Melech HaMashiach. At the end of generations, the Melech HaMashiach will rise. And if you notice in the Pasuk, it does not say Vayomus. It says the only one that mentioned the name of the Isha, of his wife, which is a completion. Ish Isha, when the Sholem Beinayim, and the Shechina Beinayim. And there are very delicate hints that this is discussing the Melech HaMashiach. And the Mukubolim of generations posed a question, a Meshun Because in Divrei Hayomim, in the last Sefer that was written, this piece of history is repeated in the same words almost. It says, And repeats itself, there was a king that rose and died. And it says seven kings. And when it comes to the eighth one, it says, And he died. And the question was, since we have the Kabbalah, that Hadar refers to Melech HaMashiach, how can Chas V'sholem say in the Torah, how can the Torah say, Vayomas Hadar? And this is a question which was asked by the great Kabbalah of all generations. And Maharis Saruk, the great Talmud of Ariya Kodesh, not the great Talmud, one of the great Talmudim, said in this language, and he says, Moshe Yoda Bedufko Delibo. Ezra Lo Yoda Bedufko Delibo. To translate into English, Moshe 
heard the heart beating. Ezra did not hear the heart beating. To explain it in my words, if the marshal you have a king, you usually use a marshal of a king who had a one and only precious, precious son. Everything the king had and everything he wanted was this son should grow up and take over the kingdom. And as days went by, one day the, the, the prince went very sick. And he became sick and sicker. Until one day they came into the king and they said, Adoni HaMelech, your, your child died. And there was one doctor. The doctor, he's died. They said he's dead. There was one doctor who was obviously, his chushim, his feelings were very, very delicate. And he listened closely to the heart. Adoni HaMelech, my great king, the child is not dead. There is still a heartbeat. Ezra HaSeifer, there wasn't a mistake. Ezra HaSeifer, safe prophecy, a day will come when Vayomos, when Ami Yisrael will be in such a faint, will be in such a faint situation that, that someone, a regular doctor will say, Vayomos, he is dead. Moshe Yoda Badufko Delibo. Moshe Rabbeinu, he had deeper insights and he felt that there's still something living. The heart is still beating. And obviously if the heart is beating, you can revive the child and bring him back to his complete health as, 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 as we wished for him way in the past. Rabbi Sai, what is the Dufka the Libra? We live in a generation, and I think many of us realize it today, if we look as Am Yisrael as a whole, many of us look around in their own homes, but let us look for a moment in the Am Yisrael as a whole. Today the Jewish people have, Bli and Har have Kenyir, but 14 million people. What percent of Jewish people ever heard of Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakin Hashem Echot? Today we all witness, and in Israel and in America I imagine also, hundreds and thousands, maybe millions, hundreds of thousands of our brothers and sisters coming back from Russia, who never heard of the Yom Kippur, never heard of Ishma Yisrael. All the millions of Yidin all over the United States, all over Europe, all over the world. I was not long ago in Santiago, Chile. They have there a Jewish school. A thousand Jewish children. A thousand Jewish children. A Bet Sefer Yehudi, a Jewish school in Santiago, Chile, where I happen to have, to have visited many times. And a very Choshevayit from Toronto set up a coil there. And as you light, when they sit and learn, Baruch Hashem, they decided to try to do something for the community. And they went to the school to try to find some Yiddish, to, 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 to try to make some classes for Yiddish kinder. Out of a thousand children at Bayside, it was, they couldn't find, to count on our fingers, kosher Jewish children. The hundreds and hundreds of Jewish children with Goyesh and mothers, Mamzerim, every soul, every child in the world, Vayomos! All over the world. And Ezra said that they will come when Vayomos. There will be such a faint. It's dead. And when we look into our circles, 
And Baruch Hashem, we see that it's living. But then there is a Hadar. There is a beauty. And we go into a Yiddish home today. And we ask the husband, we ask the wife. Do you keep a beautiful Jewish home? Of course. Like your great-grandfather? No. You ask today Yiddish mama. First a Yiddish shtip. No. Why not? That beauty is dead. That ancient beauty, the greatness of once, Hadar, is dead. Today is today, and once was once. Moshe Yoda Bedufka de Libo, Moshe told us that there is a very deep heartbeat that we can live with the Hadar of once. And Abay Sai, what I came to introduce my idea this morning is Bezer Hashem. What is the heartbeat that keeps us living with the beauty of once, the yearning for that past? The Tisha of When a Jew sits on the floor, he puts on his sneakers and he realizes, I wish, Alavai, I yearn for the Hadar, for the beauty of once then there is still a heartbeat. There is still a connection to that once, to that past. The Tisha of is the Shabbos Nachamu. Because if you are still yearning for that past, then it exists in your life. Then the day will come when Moshe Rabbeinu will bring us back to that past. But the moment the Chas V'Sholem that yearning is severed. Then it's Vayomos. Hadar is dead. And Tisha B'Av is the great Yom Toif. When Am Yisrael give expression. Because when Pesach comes, we discuss Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was a past. Ze'eli v'anvei, we saw in, her, on, on, uh, in the Yamsuf, was once. But today we don't see Ze'eli v'anvei. On Shvulis, when the, the heavens opened, was on Vav Sivan. On Sukkis, we were in the canopy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On Hanukkah, on Purim. And the greatest of all wonderful days is Tisha B'Av. That tells us that that beauty of Pesach, that greatness of Shavuos, the love of Sukkis, the Nisim of Hanukkah and of Purim, are still with us today through Tisha B'Av. Because we are hoping for that greatness, we are yearning for that greatness, and you cannot hope and yearn for something which, which you have no part in. It's impossible. And therefore Tisha B'Av actually is the day that produces the Shabbos Nachamu. And here is where we, in our final generation, and we, we see that things are coming to an end, even though no one really knows. We're waiting for Mashiach every day today. No one knows, really. But we're hoping, we're waiting. And we see that Tisha B'Av is so different today from the past. Just to mention a small little story of Napoleon. Famous story, Napoleon was, was walking the streets of France and he hears from, a, from a, a little house there. He hears crying. Hysteric. And he sends one of his soldiers to see what happened. And the fellow comes back and he doesn't know what, you know, the soldier doesn't know what to say. He says, what happened? I see people sitting on the floor, crying. I asked her, what happened? 2,000 years, they had a temple. was burnt. <laughs> Can't figure it out. I don't know. And Napoleon was a smart person, and very excited. And he says, I, I swear that there's hope for these people. If after 2,000 years you could keep up this hope, 
And let us talk as be a little practical about both sides. I think if Napoleon would have walked by uh, any of our shoes in Barapak today, or in Bnei Brak today, I don't think he would be uh, terribly frightened by the cries and the screams that go out of the shul. And he'd be running in to see what happened, sending a soldier to see what happened. I don't think the our as this Nashim today, the cries and the hysterics for our as this Nashim today would invoke uh, anyone's excitement, anyone's uh, interest to know what happened. I once I once expressed it in such and such a language. When you go to a chasana and you see everyone dancing. You can't tell who's the mechut. But there, Klal Mechut is not... He's the one who's paying for the photographer. If you see someone whose face is, you know, is really a wrinkled face, you know, he's probably the father of the Kalu or the father of the Chast. But if you see the, you see someone in the riddle and, you know, he's dancing, he's all excited, he's catching hold of the Chast, then you have no reason to, to say that that's the... That's the brother of the Chast. It could be... It's a bacher. could be he... He even got the... He mixed up his invitation. It could be his Chast is tomorrow. You know, sometimes it happens. He's dancing. What's the difference? When you go to a funeral and you see someone is crying away, then you know he's someone very close. By a chasinet and a simche, it's very hard to give expression, to know from expression who is very close. In a time of despair, you can tell very clearly who is close and who is far. And it's something, some, one of the things that we have to give thought about. That we in our generations, one of the greatnesses that we lost, more than anything else, was our Tisha B'Av. The, 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 the fountains of tears in good situations. I'm not talking about in days when Yiddish people had their modern Tisha B'Avs. But even in, even in, in, in when Jewish people were tranquil, a Tisha B'Av came and rivers of tears flowed from our shuls. And today in our generation, when one of our greatest losses is the Tisha B'Av, we go through Tisha B'Av with dried out eyes. Sometimes you can see someone with a little moist when you come to Asar Hurge Malchus or the Ben and the Bas of Rabbi Shmoel. But that yearning, that greatness, the contact, the heartbeat of Yiddish Kinder, which always attached us to the once, to the past, to the beauty, to the Hador, to the beauty of once, that was that fountain of tears. That little rivulet, that's actually what attached us to the greatness of once. And today, one of the greatest tragedies of our generation, that we stopped yearning for the great beauty of Am Yisrael in the past. Today we live in a generation, we look at Yiddishkeit and Baruch Hashem, of course, Yiddishkeit is growing. Yiddishkeit is expanding. We see our children growing. In past generations, we were told, we were told, maybe some of us even saw, Lichtbenchen by Yiddish mother was a moment of Kedusha. A moment that rivers of tears, rivers of tears. If you'll take together all the lichbenchens of our grandmothers. In all situations of Yiddish, of Yiddish Kinder, one of, the, one of the fountains that was so dried up in the drought of our modern generation, that cry of, of, of a Yiddish mother for children and many 
of the reasons is because we see we see our situation. We see we see our chinuch, our yeshivas, our besyankivs. We're not worried. We're satisfied. Of course, and things can happen. But by nature, if you send a child to the yeshiva, as Abdul Babaski says, if you put a, a broom into, into Shir Aleph, in yeshiva toilet, in three years he becomes a, a bachar in the kibbutz. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a matter of time. The children grow naturally. Baruch Hashem, this chinuch, Baruch Hashem, everything is wonderful. And we reached a time, never was there a situation the Jewish people tranquil, happy, satisfied with our Yiddishkeit. I'm not talking about Gashmus, but Olam Haz. Over here we're yearning, especially the last few years, last year or two. Yiddishkeit. And the greatness of the Yom Tov of Tishabov, the heartbeat of Hadar, of that ancient beauty, the heartbeat of that ancient beauty, is becoming more and more silent. And one of the very, very terrible reasons is because Taka we forget, we don't know, we don't think of the ancient beauty of Yiddishkeit. Many of our situations today, we express ourselves, that's the way things are today. But Chazal tells us that Hadar didn't die. I'd like to discuss a little, a little point. This Tisha B'av, I was in, where I live in Ofakim, in Israel, in the Negev. It's something which American Jewish people will have will appreciate my my cry, but not with the excitement. You know, things when things are new, it hits you by when things explode and you're very excited. I discussed. I was spoken in the shul. A lot of people came around. I discussed something which in Eretz Israel especially and America it's not such a new problem and Eretz Israel is something which hit us by surprise just in this year or two something which everyone knows but I spoke as introduction in the Chazal Chazal tell us Bechol Dor Vador Baskel Yoytze Mehar Every day there is a bas coil, there's a voice from heaven that goes out of Harsinai. And it cries and says, And we all know the famous question, who is Zoycha to hear this bas coil? And if no one hears it, then what's it for? And the answer is, You don't hear it, but every Yiddish Akint, very, very often we have a hear it true, we want to, we want to, we want to be better. That is the basco which is talking to our hearts. But really, a basco, Hashem talks to us in very many languages. In the previous generations, there was Nevoah. Anavi heard Hashem's voice, Bechush. After the Besamikish was destroyed, there was a basco. And today, no one hears the basquil. No one that we know. But still, Hashem is talking to us. There is a basquil. Because Hashem has many ways of... T- Just like in Yiddish they say, If you're close, then you understand with a wink. And we, ha- we must know that things that go on in generations... Is actually a baskum and hashemayim. The bechon of Asaman before the great korban of forty years ago used to scream and used to say that when the neviim were in existence, when we had prophets by Yiddishikinder, and Hashem wanted to speak to us, Hashem used as a as a mouthpiece our great prophets Yemiyahu Hanovi Yishayahu Hanovi. And today he used to say 
When Hashem wants to speak to us, He uses as a mouthpiece Sayyidina Yisrael. And He used to say, if you want to know what Hashem is screaming, then listen to what is in the mouth of the Jew, of the Jew haters. And He was saying this before the Holocaust. And He said, don't, don't, when you hear Him, Yemach Shemai Hitler speaking, that's Hashem speaking. And it's very interesting. I once heard a lecture from Victor Miller. Beautiful, beautiful. He said, I'll tell you, you know, very, very short excerpt from it. If we would have heard, today we look back at the, at the chukim, at the laws, that the anti-Semitic Germany inflicted on the Jewish people five, six, seven, eight, ten, twenty years before the Holocaust. It's, it's just, it's just mind-boggling to see. Mamish, you can't, you, it's, you cannot, differenti you cannot differentiate whether it's Hitler speaking, or Lahavla, whether it's Yemiyahu Hanavi speaking, or whether it's Yishayahu Hanavi, Yemiyahu speaking. There was a law in Germany ten years before the Holocaust. When the, the racist German, the white race, there was a law that no Jewish man or no Jewish woman can intermarry with a the German. There was a law in Germany that the Jewish people cannot learn in German schools. Only in a cheder. Isn't that beautiful? And then the end there was a law that Jewish people cannot live in houses, only all Jewish houses. This is Mashiach. This is Mashiach, Rabbi Sa. Only marry Jewish people, send your children to Cheder. Only come together in Beis Medrash. Only live with Jewish neighbors. This is Mashiach. And Hashem was screaming. Screaming to the Jewish people. But just change the mouthpiece. Instead of using Yemiyahu Hanovi, Hashem used Hitler, Yemach Shemar, as a mouthpiece. And I'll just bring this as an example. That many of us, if we have ears, we have, we have our chushma delicate, we have to hear these messages from Ben Hashemayim. And Hashem is talking to us. When there was the shechit exerit, when there was a law against Shechita, it's unhuman. And in Poland, there was a terrible, terrible problem. The government banned Shechita. A lot of people that were eating kosher started eating treif. A lot of people lost their panosis. It was a terrible situation. And Mashgiach Rabbi Rucham, Rabbi Rucham the Vobbets from Mir Yeshiva, said a shmus in the Yeshiva. And he said, we look at this Xerah as anti-Semitism. And of course it is anti-Semitism. But we have to have the true appreciation of what is this Xerah telling us. And he says as follows. Chazal tell us that the Beis HaMikdosh was destroyed with Siluk HaShchina. Hashem went back. Hashem returned to the heavens. And Hashem returned to the heavens from when Hashem came to us, Chazal tell us, Bo Moshe the Mauritians sent Hashem back, and Hashem came generation after generation, Avram, Yitzchak, Yankov, until Bo Moshe Vahirid Laaretz. Moshe Rabbeinu brought the Shechina to us with the Torah. And when Hashem returned to our Sinai, in the time of Chorben Beis Hamikdash, Hashem returned to the heavens. Hashem took the Torah back with him. Malkeo v'sareho bagoyim ein Torah. The greatness, the beauty of Torah that we once possessed isn't anymore. Mishemes Rebben Gamliel batl kovar ha-Torah. Mishemes Rebbe Meir batl moshle misholim. Mishinignaz sefer yuchsim. Many expressions in Chazal that we, uh, we lose Torah. And we have to realize as generations go by 
If we don't grasp our Torah, we lose it. If we don't grasp our mitzvahs, we lose them. And Rabbi Ruchel said in those days, he said, when we Jewish people, when we are, are, are Misrashel, in the mitzvahs of Kedusha, Hashem takes back the mitzvahs. When there was exerah against Shechita, it's because we did not appreciate the, 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 the Kedusha Yisrael that there is in Macholas Asuras, and Hashem takes the mitzvah back. We're losing the mitzvah. The mitzvah is being returned to heaven. It's a bas kol yoytze mehar choriv. And Chazal tells us, b'chol yoyim v'yoyim bas kol yoytze mehar choriv. Hashem talks to us in many different languages. And one of the most famous languages is, look what's going on in the world. And I'd like to stop for a moment as, a, as an Eretz Israel Jew. Again, in America it's a problem a thousand times worse. But I'd like to give my own feeling as an Eretz Israel Jew. This last two years, there was a thundering baskul in Eretz HaKodesh that never was in Eretz Israel and was very, very severe in America and all over the world. When today, Baruch Hashem, Hundreds of thousands of Russian Jews are coming to Eretz Israel. And Baruch Hashem, Yiddish Kinder, without any inkling of Judaism, absolutely the communism did a wonderful job. Don't know Yom Kippur, have no feeling for anything. No feeling for anything. But there's a severe problem that great percentage of them, maybe 30 or 40 percent, come with Goyesh and wives. Terrible problem. Where I live, I live in a town called Ofakim. And Baruch Hashem, we have a whole setup. And when we carve the people as much as we can, of course not as much as we can, but we try. And when I learned in the Kail in the afternoon, every day several Russian Jews. And we just now made, just before Erev, Erev Tishabov, day before Erev Tishabov, on Thursday, we made a seum, our Kohl made a seum of Basechus Bob Metziah, and together with our seum was three Russians, one of them is a doctor, very intelligent people, that made the seum on Chumash Bereshis. They come every day to learn Chumash Bereshis, and they learn and they keep the mitzvahs. And one of these three wonderful Jews, his wife is a good. And the children are going. And many, and always, whenever we try to carry a family, you don't know who the family is. And it's a struggle. This is a new situation. Because all over the world, you know that the percentage of intermarriages is just boggling. The Jewish people are becoming Rahman al-Islam. It's a holocaust. Eretz Israel, with all its secularism, but it was pure Jewish. And just five, six years ago, when the government started making parties and all kinds of things uh, between the Jews and the Arabs, are absolutely a mixture of Jews and of Goyim. And the greatness of the Jewish people, the Yichus, the purity of the Jewish people is being destroyed in Eretz Israel like it never was before. Shivtei Yisrael Eidos Yo. That Yud K. That Chasima that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave when we went out of Mitzrayim. When Chazal tell us that the Goyim says, why did you pick this Jewish people? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Heviu Sefer Yichuschem. Bring your Sefer Yuchasin. Can you trace yourself to your ancestors? Until this very day, one of the great differences between the Jewish people, one of the great differences between any other people in the world, is their ancestry. Today, every Yom Tif, every day in Eretz Israel, 
You have hundreds and thousands of people picking up their hands. Asher We are a descendant. This goes back 4,000 years. And many of us have Ksav Yichus today. One of them is myself. I'm not a client. I have a Ksav Yichus. I have names till the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi was the daughter of the, of the, daughter, the son of the daughter of the base of, of the Shara Ephraim. The Shara Ephraim had a Ksav Yichus to Aaron a coin. I am have a Ksav Yichus to Aaron a coin 4,000 years. Ben Achav, not Ben Achav, Ben. Generation after generation. And this was the secret of, of, of the, of the Bechir of HaKadosh Baruch of the Jewish people. The purity of family, of Yiddish family. And today, in all the world, it's so destroyed. What we kept pure for thousands of years. And it's Israel till this very day was still kept pure. And today, such an era of Rav, that within several years we won't know what's going on. Rabbi Yisrael Baruch Hashem, you know, there are many Makarvim today, Chazar B'Tshuva. In ten years from now, you'll look for the best Baruch in Yeshiva. For your daughter, you won't know who he is. The best Baruch in Yeshiva, you won't know who his mother is. This is a bas coil. For us, for the, for the close-knit Jewish community, it is telling us, and we know, that every sickness comes from the heart. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us we have something. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being tovea us. Rabbi Yeruchim the Mashgich, when there was Xerah against Shechita, he spoke in Mary Yeshiva. In Mary Yeshiva, no Bachar ate Nevelis. But the Biruchim said, We are at fault. It is the heart of the Jewish people that there's something lacking that makes this terrible Holocaust outside. And it's very interesting. I want to tell you something which I saw that day on Shabbos Erev Tishaba. Very interesting. I saw it the first time. In Parshas Bolok, at the end of Parshas Bolok, the terrible episode of Zimri ben Solu, the Nasi of Shimon that took a Goyish and Midyonis, and it says in Posik, Veheim Boichin Pesach Oyel Moid. Pinchos was the Kanoi. We was Meshur Abbeinu, they were crying. They were crying. And Chazal tell us why were they crying. And it says in Targim Yonusin ben Uziel, the Hain Boichin, the Kairim Shema. Moshe Rabbeinu and his group were crying and saying Shema. If they were crying, I understand why were they were crying. But why were they saying Shema? What is, how does Shema Yisrael come into this picture? I will leave the true explanation for the Rabbonim or maybe for any one of the, of the Rebetzins, to say Pshat. But I would like to say in my appreciation, why were they saying Shema? Because the purity of the Jewish family is the actual attachment between Hashem and the Jewish people. All over the Torah, Judaism is a, is a, is a marriage. All over the Torah. It's a minute by the Svardim on Shavuos. On Shavuos morning they read a Ksubit. A Ksubit. Shavuos is a Chasinah. And they have a Ksubit between Hashem, the Chasin and the Jewish people, the Kala. A Ksubit. And Shira Shirim, that's great argument between us and our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hincha Yofer Ayasi. Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us. Hincha Yofer Ayasi Af Noim. And we say, no Hashem, that great argument, the Kaddish Baruch says, you are beautiful, we say, he is beautiful, and we're both right. The Jewish people are beautiful, and Hashem is beautiful. It's a, it's, it's a love, it's a marriage between our Baruch and the Jewish people. And that terrible day, 
when Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people saw that outside of that circle, outside, of course outside, there is an intermarriage, that there must be within us something lacking in that echot, in that oneness between us and Hashem. And they said, Shema Yisrael. Because the Shema Yisrael, there was a dent in the Shema Yisrael. Because this, this mitzvah, the purity of the, of the Yiddish Yichus, this is what the Shema Yisrael is dependent of. Yisrael Avopi Shechota Yisrael But Rahmanul is not a Jew that out marries. His children are out. It's the only way that a person can disattach himself from Yiddishkeit. Absolutely, is through intermarriage. But Moshe within, when he saw that one of the Rishayim far away could do such an act, then he says, we have to look at our, our own Shema Yisrael. There is something wrong with us. Rachman someone's fingers don't work. There's something wrong in the heart and the brain. It's 95% not wrong with the fingers. When we see it in the outsides, we have to realize it's way, way deep inside in the beauty of, in the core of Yiddishkeit. And therefore, my Rabbeinu, when he saw what, what, what Zimri Mansala was doing, he says, Shema Yisrael, to, to be the Chazik, that's Shema Yisrael. And when we in our generation this year, when we see this terrible situation that never existed in Israel especially, and it's become worse and worse in the United States and all over the world, that the Shiv that the core of connection between HaKadosh Baruch and the Jewish people is becoming so damaged, is becoming so destroyed, that we have to come back to our Shema Yisrael. Where are we holding in the Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod? And here is where the Tisha B'Av comes in as we had said before. Because, as we had mentioned, Yiddishkeit, Judaism, is explained in the Torah thousands of times as a marriage. As a marriage between HaKadosh Baruch and the Jewish people. There are many loves in the world. There is meeting and Ka'achli. There is love of brothers. There is a love of a parent. A mother to a child. It's extreme love of a mother to a child. A father will take his coat off and put on his child in a, in a midwinter day. Parents gave away their lives, literally, for the, for, the, for the children. Literally. But there was a very special love between, between, between a connection between an issues. Let's not discuss the many misholim, why Judaism is dafka issues. One of them, very special one of them is, the connection between parents and children, the connection between brothers and sisters, the feeling of this connection is different times during the lifetime, during the day sometimes. If I'm standing at this standard and I would ask this audience, does anyone know if I have, if I have parents? Baruch Hashem, I have wonderful parents. My father is Angazan and my mother both in Los Angeles today. Baruch Hashem, my father is a God will be a Israel, learns terror all day. My mother is a Tzadikus, my mommy. Let's not discuss my mommy now. My mother is a real Tzadikus, Be'emis. My mother learned by Sarah Schneer and Kroker. But I don't think anybody here knows I have parents. I'm not standing here. My, my status is not depending whether I have parents or not, have children or not, have a brother or not. You have enough of brothers or sisters. When you see someone, you know if he's married. It's, 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 it's a chotemit. It's, it's a trend in a person that gives him that, 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 that it, when a person is, is, is married, he can be 5,000 miles away from his wife. She is a married woman and he is a married man. The kesher, the connection 
is a 24 hour, 365 days connection. Judaism is a marriage. Yiddishkeit is something which is practiced 365 days a year. The Torah is divided into Ramachi, Varen, Vishisag, Yidim. We have 613 mitzvahs. And there's a very special reason for this number. Because it's 365 days and 248 limbs in the person. Because our attachment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in every day, in every moment, in every limb, in every situation. Our attachment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not in the shul, is not in the base medrash, is when we eat, when we sleep. Every situation a person in Yiddishkeit is attached to Hashem. And another very, even more important insight, because Ishus is emphasized by Yichud. The most important insight of Ishus is only Yichud. The love between a couple isn't so important as the Yichud. And by the fact that he is her one and only. Chas there's no Yichud, there's no Ishus. The side of Judaism is the Echod of Judaism. And Echod does not mean, it's not so dependent on how many Averis we do, how many mitzvahs we do. That's not the point of Yiddishkeit. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But it's not so dependent how, how stark a Yid happens. But the moment a Yid is dedicated to Yiddishkeit, and this is what, what holds his life, this is his chaviko. He lives Yiddishkeit. He's attached to Yiddishkeit. He's interested in Yiddishkeit. That is Yiddishkeit. And maybe let me introduce Rabbi Sa. When we live in these United States, and we live in our modern world, and we hear of intermarriages, 40%, 50%, 60%, 70%, some places 80%. When the Jewish people are becoming destroyed, as what never was in our history. Maybe we have to re-read our Kriya Shema. Maybe we have to realize that we, that we practice Yiddishkeit Baruch Hashem. But there is something in the Yichud When we live in a country, when everything around us is beautiful, everything around us talks to us, we utilize everything that, that we are given, whether it's politics, whether it's enjoyments, whether it's the styles, whether it's the interests, we live in a country. Besides, we are Yidin. I went Baruch Hashem to a good school. We had English, we had Hebrew. I remember the principal, the English principal. And he would taught from the way, from day one. Today, Baruch Hashem, it took a little different than the Cheder. I'm talking about 40, uh, 35 years ago. You have to be good Jews and good American citizens. I'm not against it, Rabbi Sai. I'm not saying you shouldn't be good American citizens. But when we live in a country that everything had become so so much, so part and partial of our lives. So part and partial of our lives, our children's lives. Everything, that everything, all our surroundings. We live in a country, we live in a generation that the, that, that, that the communication is so promoted. And we say to ourselves, Vayomos Hadar. That beauty of our great grandmother who lived in a shtetl. She didn't know from anything. She knew her tzanarana, she knew her tehillim. She knew her, 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 her shabbat like a chalice. She knew her gefilte fish. Let's not discuss the greatness of mind. No one can describe the enjoyment of life, the beauty, the insights, the greatness how, when, 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 when they picked up their eyes and they saw worlds of Hashem. But let's 
Let's just talk about the Echot. And I'm trying to introduce that this terrible situation outside of us, that the connection between Hashem and the Jewish people is becoming so destroyed. Maybe Hashem is telling us that within the core of, of, of the Yiddish communities, we are losing this Echot. And we, as Yiddish Kinder, have to reread our Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. I always say this, Rabbi Sai. One of the beauties of Judaism, one of the beauties of Judaism, is the variety of Judaism. Every person loves variety. I always look with Rachmanis on a friar. I live in the town and we have friar neighbors. I'm talking about a goy, a friar. Such Rachmanis. It comes a Pesach. What do you do on a Pesach on a holiday? You go on a tour. In Israel, this is very famous, it's to you. And Shavuos comes. What do you do on Shavuos if you're a friar? You go on a tour. And what do you do on Rosh Hashanah? You go on a tour. And what do you do on Yom Kippur? You can't get a taxi in Israel, but if you have your own car, you go on a tour. And on Sukkot, you have vacation, you go on a tour. And on Hanukkah, you go on a tour. Rechmonis. And by us, there's so much variety. Of Pesach, the cleanliness, the tiring of Pesach, the Shavuos, the excitement. Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Kippur, or Sukkot. Everything is a different world. Could you imagine on, on, on Hanukkah someone singing Vihi Shayam Da Vihi Shayam Now it's Hanukkah Now it's Moya Sur Yeshuasi There's so much variety And in Howard We have so many beautiful tzaddikim So many stories You have Hasidish kinds of stories And Litvish kinds of stories And you walk into a Yiddish house A Emes Echt Yiddish house You see I don't want to mention there's no whiteness in the relic. Are we so hungry? Don't we have what to feed our children? Is our Yiddish kite so colorless? Don't we have variety for our children? Our tzaddikim. Our tzitkaniyasim. Isn't there enough color? We have to amuse ourselves. We have to go out and see and hear and read. Shema Yisrael. Hashem Adokim Hashem Echod. That greatness, that Echod that the Jewish people keep alive for 4,000 years. The Echod. The one. We found everything between Hashem. We all come to shul on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Many chazanim have a, have a, a minig. I heard great Eden. On Rosh Hashanah, the chazan before Musaf on Yom Kippur, three days a year, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, two days of Rosh Hashanah. And before then he says, everyone with his nusach. And there's a very word, there's a very expressionable word there. That the chazan usually screams, Shaddai! To the Shem's name. And Chazal say the interpretation of this word is, Shaddai! Be'elahusi l'chol berio. Shaddai means, Hashem says, I am, my elokus is enough. L'chol berio for every creation. What do you need, Hashem says, besides my beauty? And we're looking for, for something else. Rabbi Sai, excuse, excuse my marshal, excuse my marshal. I'm talking to Gedele Teire. Excuse my marshal. Excuse my marshal. Imagine a chosen walking down, walking down the aisle. And the kala is in front of him. And he's looking at the girls. 
Oy, how disgusting. Oy, how disgusting. Hashem says, die by the kusi berry. We are a chosn kala. We are a chosn kala. And we look aside, we see American culture, all kinds of beautiful cultures. We say to Hashem, and Hashem says, My name is Shakai. Die. Aren't I beautiful enough for you? Hashem tells us. Isn't my terror colorful enough for you? Hashem tells us. And this beauty of the Jewish people, this is called in the terrorist Lashon Hadar. And Ezra HaSafer says, Vayomos Hadar. A day will come when Hadar will die. When Jewish people will say, the ancient beauty was. But today, of course, Yiddish, Yiddish, but without Hadar. Moshe Yoda Bedufka Delibo. Moshe Rabbeinu tells us Hadar is living. And what is the heartbeat of Hadar, Tisha B'Av? That yearning to that ancient beauty, to the day of our Chasneh. But Chazal tell us the day of our Chasneh. Chazal tell us, Tzipor Loi Tzipzif. When Hashem said, Meche Hashem Olokecho. No bird chirped. No animal gave voice. Chayos HaKoydesh was silent. And there was a yichud between Hashem and Am Yisrael. No one interrupted between us. And we say, We're yearning for that beauty, for that base hamigdosh, for that bias, for that canopy. And this yearning is the heartbeat that keeps us alive. And tells us Hadar is, not, is, is still living. To the extent that we appreciate a Tisha of, we have a Shabbos Nacham. Tisha B'Av and Shabbos Nacham, they are united. Because if there's no Tisha of, if you are not yearning, if you find yourself comfortable in your new situation, then there's no Nacham. You don't need an Nacham, you don't have the Nacham. But we can yearn for that Hadar. We can realize that the heartbeat of Hadar is still existing. We can today. We can today not only the Yiddishkeit with the Gettari Mitzvahs. We can keep our homes. We can keep them beautiful. We can keep them Echot. We can say Shema Yisrael Hashem Olokein Hashem Echot. And as I mentioned before, there is a bus girl screaming from heaven. HaKadosh Baruch says there is something wrong with the Chitun, there is something wrong with our core connection. Let us come back and say Shema Yisrael Hashem Olokein Hashem Echot. This is the Shabbos Nachamu. We can revive this Kesher. We can mechazek this tie. The more we yearn to Yerushalayim, this is the Nechomer, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shemezakos, very, very quickly, we should see Mashiach Tzadkim.